Welcome to Pod Save Africa. 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 Welcome. Hello, everyone. This is Akin back with you. I got the opportunity to sit in on a debate um, hosted by a local uh, organization that puts together debates and discussions uh, around African issues that affect African people. Um, to, to this, this on this occasion, I got to sit in on a debate titled "Is Monogamy an African?" It was set up in Oxford style, where votes were taken before on who agreed with the, the motion, who disagreed with the motion, and who abstained on the motion. And you know, everybody who casted their votes, and then the two debaters actually went into their conversation, and then there was a round of questioning. There were final statements, and then there was finally a uh, there was finally another vote to see you know who'd switch sides, who'd made the more compelling argument. And I found it very interesting. Um, so I, I, I uh, asked some of those folks if I could record the conversation. Um, unfortunately, I don't have uh, very good field recording equipment yet, but I did pick up a lot of the conversation. Um, there's a little bit of uh, background noise. It was in a, a restaurant, but um, you know I really tried my best to make the the edit as clear as it, it could possibly be for you guys because um, I really enjoyed the conversation and I, I thought it was very insightful and I think you guys will enjoy it as well um, please enjoy the conversation that is to follow shortly after I finish speaking but um, before I've, I let you guys go please don't forget to go to our Instagram and follow us at Pod Save Africa um, we do a lot of things on there we not just post up updates about our our news uh, about our, our, our news updates we don't just post our episodes but we also post you know things happening on the content on a far more frequent basis than we can get them on even the podcast right and um we do a lot of you know fun facts we even do historical stories some small short stories and in, 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 in uh powerpoint slides about interesting uh, historical facts and um we'd really appreciate you guys support on there by following us by liking by communicating with us by interacting with us on there, um, you know, you just hit the follow button and every time we post something, it's going to scroll down your timeline. Um, we truly appreciate you guys and all your support so far. And uh, I wish you a wonderful rest of your day and happy holidays uh, in advance. I know it's that season. Uh, thank you so very much. And uh, thank you for all your support. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the conversation. This is The African. This is a group that fosters intellectual conversations and debates about things that per- pertain to the diaspora and to Africans. So today we are debating whether monogamy is African. The motion is monogamy is un-African. Shami is arguing in favor of that motion and Bart is arguing against that motion. So the order of the night will be, first we're gonna have a vote on whether you guys think monogamy is un-African. So people who agree with that statement, you can raise your hand. People who disagree with that statement, you can raise your hand. And we're gonna judge who wins the debate by seeing how many minds are changed by the end. So, if you want to vote in favor of monogamy being un-African, would you raise your hand? 
Wait, wait. Un African? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Un African. Is that a hand raise or a stretch? <laughs> okay. One. One. Yeah, you can vote. All right. Thank you. And how many people are against that motion? So, yeah, we can we can repeat it. So, if you're for it, then you think monogamy is unethical. If you are against the motion, you do not think monogamy is unethical. So, you could you're essentially saying monogamy can be African if you're against. Okay. So now you're raising hands for against. Okay. If you're against the motion, raise your hand. Wait, can you qualify that a little bit more? <laughs> 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 Saying something is. Oh my gosh, you're about to get into the debate. Yeah, don't break it down. Don't do that. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, all right, all right. It's just a kind of blanket statement. Yeah, yeah. Is monogamy on African? Yes or no? Sure. Vote as you perceive it right now. As you understand monogamy, just vote as you perceive it. Can I ask a question? What, what, what do you guys mean by on Africa? See, that's part of the debate. We're busy on the debate. Let's revote. Let's revote. Let's revote. Okay, no questions, only answers. If you are for the resolution, raise your hand. Yes, for what? If you believe monogamy is un African, put your hand on African. Okay. And if you do not believe monogamy is un-African, so if you think monogamy is African, raise your hand. Okay. All right. What about abstain? Oh yeah, that's true. Abstain. Okay. Undecided. 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 Okay, we got two. We got two. All right, come on in. Okay. All right. So now we're going to have. Oh yeah, come in and sit down in the circle. Hello. So now we're going to have opening remarks. Shami has five minutes. So I am for the motion that monogamy is on African. So, what's monogamy? One man, husband, one wife. At least in the African context, we're not even talking about one wife, one wife, or one husband, one husband. One wife, one husband. And what is Africanness? Fortunately for us, we had this debate a few weeks back. So, there's so many things to include when you talk about African. Africanness, or un African. So, we're talking about the, the geography, we're talking about the culture. We're talking about the people. We're talking about the religion. So, is monogamy an African? Monogamy is not African. It's a simple concept that was introduced to Africa through colonialism. I mean, mono uh, polygamy has its own special status in society. You know, besides the fact that most successful, wealthy people are expected to be polygamous and are polygamous within the African culture. Um, even other aspects of African culture call people to be polygamous. For example, African rituals. 
there is the process of appeasing spirits, ancestors, or even uh, a form of repatriation by marrying somebody else. That somebody else that you marry could be a second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth, hundredth wife, right? Or husband, even though that's not as common. Another thing is, we might marry because it's part of our culture, our norms. An arranged marriage, or maybe even an inheritance. Brother passes away, leaves behind a wife. You, as a sibling, who is going to be responsible for the family, will take up that wife or that husband. The reverse is true in that situation. But that's just the idea of polygyny. And I would definitely say that polygyny, which is when a man has multiple wives, is so African. Every, almost every person as they step into their first marriage or married to the first spouse must understand that at a certain point, the culture and the society might call upon them to take up a second wife. Whether you're taking up a second wife because that's the, that's the woman that your parents want you to marry, or that's the woman that the society wants you to marry, or you have an obligation and responsibility to take care of a family that a sibling has left, uh, a family that a sibling has left behind, or it is for a spiritual ritual, and you have to partake in that, every African must intrinsically accept that that comment made on them. And I think there's nothing as African as acknowledging that you do not live for yourself. You live for the community around you, right? Uh, South Africans call that Ubuntu, you know? What are you willing to sacrifice to be, to, for your community, including marrying somebody else that you didn't intend to marry? I think that's a small price to pay, and I think that's a reality of being African. And that's not just some old historical context, you know, that's not just 50 years ago, or that's just not reserved for rich people who have to marry a second wife to support their society. It's not reserved for King Muswati. There's so many people who have partaken in this. Uh, leaders of African countries have taken part in this. The likes of Jacob Zuma from South Africa, who has three wives. Now I have to say that there are a few things that I should tell you about polygamy in Africa. It's changed. It has changed. At a certain point, maybe you're expected to have more than two wives, maybe three, maybe five, maybe ten. But more commonly right now in Africa, you find that most people who are polygamous only have two wives. And I'd just like to cite that it's not something for old people. There are so many young gentlemen who find themselves in polygamous relationships. In fact, what I'll say is polygamous relationships are becoming modernized, kind of the way divorces become modernized. It's no longer something that has to be contentious, you know? Uh, the, the idea of sister wives, people who live in harmony together. Just a few weeks ago, a young man, young Zimbabwean man, did a photo shoot with his two wives and his two kids. Kids about the same age, wives about the same age. He's only in his 20s. And there's so many other examples of that kind of situation. Now, I'm gonna talk a little bit about polyandry. This is the case where a woman has more than one husband. This is not very common in Africa, but it does happen. And I'll say that it's only illegal, and I think polyandry, in a place where polygamy is supposedly legal, there's only one country that has polyandry as illegal in Africa. Polyandry is common for kind of like a cultural resource. So I know a tribe in uh, Congo called the Lele people, and these people have um, a custom whereby there's a wife, a common wife. Her job is to kind of serve the men within the community 
before they marry, they are betrothed or they are um, arranged wives. Um, there are still some very um, common cultural practices that still have to be done. You still have to pay dowry for the common wife. Um, you still have to support and take care of the common wife's um, family. And the common wife can choose five husbands, but those men still have to honor their arrangements of having their wives that they would want to be So just to clarify something, since we're talking about marriage, there are different types of marriage. There's the civil marriage, which is something that legally binds you. There is the religious marriage, which is something that includes often a religious ceremony, and many times it has to be legally binding because it's a civil marriage. And um, there is the traditional, traditional marriage, which is basically where you get a blessing from your parents and your family. Customary, ma customary marriage is usually the umbrella in which most Africans get married. Uh, just a little statistics to throw out there is that only five million Africans get wedded so they have that modern marriage. And this, this is a population of 1.2 billion people. So just to put in context how relevant the Christian religious wedding or the civic union is to Africans in terms of monogamy, polygamy, and marriage. Thank you. All right, Bart. Well, uh, good evening, everyone. As an African, one of the things that really bothers me most of the time is we as Africans tend to accept something that has been constructed by someone and we try to make it our own. Why am I saying that? Uh, Shami just came here to tell us about how Africans are basically polygamous in nature. I have I've had these conversations over and over again. Whenever you're talking to an average African woman out there, most of the conversation is, ah, an African man will always be polygamous. But the question is, is Africa or is monogamy on Africa? For me, I think that Africans are monogamous in nature. Let me go back to... Um, let, let me let me let me go back to history. When you look at the culture of the African people, of which uh, Shami talked about that we are all polygamous because maybe sometimes you marry your brother's wife, maybe in in the in the, in the event of death. But going back to the Middle Ages, you realize that. Africans, the culture, the African culture, or Africans in general, we are monogamous. I will just point you back to to most of the, 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 the pictures we have in ancient Egypt. When you look at all these things in, in, in the paintings of what, yeah, ancient Egypt, you will realize that the notion of a man and a woman has been depicted in most of these in most of these uh, pictures. How did polygamy go into Africa in the first place? It was after the Middle Ages, and it was after the Arabs went to West Africa. 
And when we talk about Arabs, we realize that Islamic religion in the first place, Islamic religion encourages a man to marry at least four wives. That is if you are able to take care of them equally. So with the contact or with the, the, the idea of the Arabs heading into West Africa, and that was how the idea of polygamy came to be. I was doing a little bit of a research and I came in contact with, or I came across this uh, quote by an African writer. And um, he wrote a piece on the cultural unity of black Africa, and the name of that author is Chick Anta Job. And I quote, but monogamy was the rule at the level of the mass of the people, particularly in Africa. Insofar as Africa is concerned or is considered to be the land of polygamy, it is important to emphasize this fact in the sculptural and pictorial representations, the monogamy of the people is proved by the numerous couples depicted. I've already talked about that. It seems that this was so in all of Africa during the, mid, the late Middle Ages. Until the 10th century, which marks the extension of Islam that I've already talked about. And that happened through the contact with the Almoradians. Polygamy tended in this way to become general without ever ceasing to be a sign of social rank. It is a sign of social rank. And we're talking about polygamy as, you know, Africans trying to marry their, you know, um, brother's wife in the case of death. I will take you back to in the, 19, in the 1650s in Nuremberg in Germany, whereby people were encouraged, the men were encouraged to marry 10 wives because we're talking about war. So when a narrative is, is constructed about us Africans, the problem is, most of the time, we tend to accept it. We are always looking at accepting something that, unfortunately, I'm going to say that the white man gives us. A narrative that is always constructed by the white man, then we accept it to be our own. So to me, this narrative of monogamy or, poly or Africans being polygamous in nature is nothing but a social construction of the white man. And unfortunately, we Africans, we tend to accept it as our own. And when we look at, in closing, I will say, yeah, I have, I have, I have relatives. My great-grandfather had so many wives. And you know why he had so many wives? Most of these wives, all they did was they worked in his farm. Do you call them his wives or his slaves? Thank you. All right, thank you. So we had Shamia making some points that a minority of Africans participate in monogamous marriage, saying that polygamy has existed in our cultures throughout time and that maybe colonialism is the reason that people started to look at monogamy as the norm. And then you have Bart saying that Actually, this is a narrative that was passed on to us by white people 
and that maybe Africans were actually monogamous in nature and um, before the Middle Ages especially. All right, so let's shift to the rebuttal phase. You guys have 10 minutes to attack each other's points. All right, Shami, will you go first?
because it matches with the ideals that they already have before Christianity came about, before before that religion came about. So you already are polygamous. You're a polygamous community, you're a polygamous society, you're a polygamous individual, and then someone someone offers to you a religion that appears superior through colonialism or international trade and culture exchange, and they tell you, guess what? You can stay polygamous. Then Africans just embrace it and say, you know what? This is already who I am. This is matching with my values and my ideals. I'm going to take this and I'm going to keep it on. So I just want to highlight that modern Africans are polygamous. And then this idea of uh, us telling our own story, a survey surveyed women and asked them, are you in a monogamous or polygamous marriage? 10% of them said they were. So we're talking about 10% of women who knew that their husband was married to more than one person. We're not even talking about those who are in polygamous marriages and they don't know. So when uh, my opponent says that when you look at history and you look at the depictions, there was one man and one woman. There has always been one man and one woman. But there has been many other women, too, with that one man, right? There is the honor that a first wife holds, the rank that a first one was first wife has always held in all cultures, which makes her the wife who stands next to the king when he speaks, which makes her the wife who has this beautiful, magnificent court, you know, in the king's palace. So there is rank, there is order in the way that it is done, but it exists. And then in the cases that I described of polyandrous communities, there's order in the way in which it exists. Um, the reason why the one man and one woman narrative has been pushed is because I think it just depicts parents. Ideally, a child only has one mother and one father. So when we're, when we're looking at a family, and we're looking at a mother, a father, and a child, that's the dynamic that you see. That's the dynamic that we will be portrayed. Now, you don't know whether all the other 10 kids that are standing next to this couple are kids or their wives, right? You would never know. And when uh, large families, such as um, King Muswati's family comes together and his wives come together, honestly, you cannot tell the age difference between his youngest wife and his oldest child. They look like siblings, you know? They look like they're part of one family. So. Just to exemplify that, I think the idea that I'm trying to push is that the narrative that the West has pushed on Africans is that polygamous, being polygamous is bad. You know, it's always about fighting, there's always conflict. Instead of pushing the fact that being polygamous, which is what we have done, is completely okay. But hey, look who's thinking up a few years later, they're finally getting it. They're finally realizing, you know what, this works. People can have more than just one spouse. They can have a few spouses. Live and let live. And the day that we as Africans embrace our live and let live identity, and we stop demonizing our identities, we might not look at money as the way that things should be. I would definitely argue that her people, exclude, including, excluding Africans, are not monogamous, which is why we can reference people from Denmark, from the Middle Ages, being polygamous, you know, or marrying ten wives is neither rises. Because I, from my understanding, we are just not monogamous at all. So being polygamous is not something that is unique to Africans, but it definitely is something that today 
Africans do more than any other place. In Africa, poly uh, monogamy is polygamy is not as popular as any other country. Five countries in Africa ban polygamy. That means you cannot practice it and you're criminalized for it. Some countries that say polygamy is illegal here, they don't criminalize the practice. Zimbabwe is a good example. In fact, under common law, customary law, you can marry as many wives as you want. You just can't marry more than one wife under civic law, which I think is an oxymoron in itself. If you're going to recognize civic marriage as an actual marriage that holds courts in, uh, in courts and in law and, in, and has legal jurisdiction, then you might as well accept the fact that people can't marry more than one wife. And in the, in the cases that people have made more than one husband, if there's nothing against it on the books, which many times polygamy is accepted, there's really no argument against polyandry. And modern Africa is going through it. I would say modern Africa is embracing the idea of both polygamy and polyandry. Thank you. Yeah, good job, Shani. I think uh, <laughs> I think if the debate, if the question is, are human beings polygamous in nature? My argument could have been completely different. Yeah, my argument could have been completely different because because Africans are not humans. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Africans are not human. But um, the thing is, you 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 made some interesting points. You made some interesting points, but I, you, 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 one of the points that you made that was so interesting to me was the idea of Asians that are not polygamous. All right, let me give you, let me just give you an example. The Hindu, the Hindu god Krishna, the Hindu god Krishna, had about sixteen thousand one hundred and eight wives. I'm just going to let you know that yes, polygamy, polygyny exists in Asia. It does. So when you say, oh, it is just polygamy is just common or is just particular to Africans, we have we have the we have the Mormons. We have the Mormons in America here. Are they not polygamous? Not anymore. No, are they not polygamous? No, I said if the argument is complete, my argument is the idea that Africans are only are the only people that are polygamous in nature. To me, mm -mm, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with that. And secondly, Monogamy, as I talked about earlier, looking at it from the African context, and I will repeat it again, the idea that we Africans need to, we need to stay away from a narrative that has been created for us. I believe that we have accepted that narrative, I will repeat it again. We have accepted that, that narrative over and over and over again. It's just like someone telling you that you're stupid. You accept the fact that you're stupid. You accept the, you accept the fact that you're stupid. Um, 
An African man, just as Hegel once said, Africans have no rationality, so therefore they have no history, and we believe that we have no rationality, and so far, so, so far we don't have history. So, the question is, or the point is, where does the idea of polygamy, where did, where did it even stem from? The truth of the matter is, we don't know. We don't know if we are going to look at it from that perspective. We don't know where the idea of where the idea of polygamy, where it actually came from. Can we say it started from when we look at the Hebrew scripture? Can we say that it started from, from those people? You know, so accepting something that actually is not part of us, that is what I am against. Saying that we as Africans, we are the proponents of polygamy. Or, yeah, we are the proponents of polygamy. We are all about polygamy. We don't practice monogamous, monogamous way of life. Again, when you look at the traditional African society, yeah, you've been making, you've been making reference to Zimbabwe and South Africa and all that. But when you look at the traditional African society, it's not all the African society that are polygamous. So for me, the idea of saying Africa in general is polygamous in nature is nothing but a fallacy to me. Because it's not everyone that it is that is polygamous in nature. And you talked about the current or the modern African African uh, family or the modern African, that someone is married or someone that is dating someone and that person is busy or is having three or five different wives, is it really an African thing or a human thing? Is it an African, is it an African thing or a human, a, a human problem? So once again, I will maintain the fact that Monogamy is not just African, but it is part of us. It is who we are. We as a people are monogamous in nature, and that is part of who we are as Africans. To me, polygamy is nothing but a foreign concept to us. Thank you. All right, thank you both. Now we are shifting into audience question and answer, so you guys may ask either debater questions that you have about their arguments. Yeah, that's a good idea. So maybe like one question for you, one question. Can I can I ask that a question? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay, you can, can, you, ask, wait, yeah. can we can we hold up uh, no, on asking we're having a question until the audience? I feel like that's true. This no, is the audience no, Q and A. No, we're still debating, right? Yeah, but it's an but, audience. But it is for okay. it is time for the audience. So let's give them some time because okay. you can ask advance. if they don't have questions. You can ask each other. Akin has a question. Um, so you guys mentioned a lot of stuff around. You have to direct your question. Oh, I'm I'm a support of you. Actually, I like answers from each of you, but um. How much is monogamy or, or number of wise people marry a function of their ability to just afford it? Um, 
And then if you, if you look at that, is that the vast majority of Africans or very few Africans are actually able to afford this idea of polygamy for um, polyamory? That's, that's my question. Is it, is it just an economic thing rather than a cultural thing? Um, I'm going to answer that first. So there was actually a study done uh, link, linking poverty and polygamy, or linking this idea that as Africans um, become more wealthy, I guess, then they become less polygamous, you know? Because that was the idea, I think, in that situation. You know, kind of like per capita, how much money people spend, or per family, how much, do they, how much money they have, and how much they spend whether they become polygamous or not. And they really couldn't find a correlation on that. Um, so it's very hard to link um, wealth to whether people are going to be polygamous or not. Um, I think on a personal level, I think society-wise, they do expect people who are more successful financially to take on more wives. Um, because of the nature of African marriage, it's not always financially involving. Um, so for example, not all communities require a bright price, for example. Um, not all communities require a very a, a lavish wedding to get made. So in terms of whether people can afford or not afford to get made, I would say that most people get made regardless of whether or not they can afford it. They tend to take the avenue that they can. The common form of marriage that people uh, engage in when they cannot afford the extreme uh, the celebrations of marriage is elopement, you know, where people just decide, I'm going to marry uh, a kid and I'm just going to move in with him. And we are going to be recognized that way as husband and wife because we've chosen to live together as husband and wife. Um, so I would say money is not that big of um, of a barrier when it comes to actually getting married. And I would argue in some cases that sometimes um, the least affording people, at least depending on who's on the outside looking in, are polygamous. Um, Bart mentioned an example where um, his grand great-grandfather had to marry five wives because he needed to grow his family for him to be able to afford the manual labor on the farm. Um, so that's a case where someone might not be financially comfortable and polygamy is actually becoming their route to comfort or wealth in that community. Anyway, uh, going back to your question, looking at it from the financial aspect, um, Sean was just talking about uh, it doesn't require a lot of money you know, uh, in some communities, right? Have you ever attended a Nigerian wedding? <laughs> Have you ever heard about a Nigerian wedding? Only five million people get married like that in the world of Africa. Well, um, I don't, I don't want us to just generalize uh, because, yeah, some of it is. Uh, I, th I think for me, it is, it is all about financial peace because, um, for example, how about? I cannot see a way or a, a reason why I'm going to be able to marry one, two, three, or four wives if I cannot be able to provide for them. You know, uh, I would rather stick to that one person so that I will have my own financial peace. You know, and I look at it from that is how I'm looking, that is the, the perspective I'm looking at. Because most of these people that tend to marry one wife, you know, 
it's, it's just because of the financial piece. And uh, Shami just talked about uh, South Africa. Uh, most of the people right now that are getting married, that, are, that, that, that can decide to get married to five, two, three, four, five wives, is because they can afford it. Jacob Zuma, is he a poor person? No. That is a typical example. You know, and most of the people that are involved or are engaged in multiple marriages, you know, or people that have multiple partners, when you look at them, most of them are well-to-do in the society. So, I think for me, having that financial peace, I will choose to just marry one wife rather than having two, three, four, five wives. Lisa? Going back to that, though, you said um, people that marry a lot of wives, they do that because um, they have uh, the money to do it. Was that the point? That was Shami's point. To you, it's invalid, but to me, it's valid because um, you look at it from the perspective of social rank. You know, social rank. People want to, people, most of the time, they want to feel among, right? And if you belong to a certain group of people or you belong to a certain rank in society, you are always, you tend to do what the society, you know, um, is trying to, 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 to make you to do, especially if you belong to that to that group. But those are not the only people that are more than one life though. It's a lot of them. Even the ones that don't have money, even the ones that don't belong to a social group or whatever. It's everybody. You think you think they are not they are not really striving to to get through to that uh, that social rank? Okay. My argument was yeah, if you're saying only people that can afford wise can do it, some people like it depends on what you call afford because if you look back in Africa, some people they don't have money but they have wives, like a lot of wives anyway. That works in the farm for them. No, not all of them. Okay. We're gonna take another question. Thank you guys for your money. Yeah, actually, it's based on this argument because you find that, that even the poor men, the women are even ready to pay for them for everything if they have the money. It's just about getting into the house. So the polygamy ask them, is it about cultures, religion, or individual thing, or is it about African thing? That's what my question is. Because if we go around all these arguments, religion ask them, religion will defend it as in. The Islam religion say if you can love those women the same way, which is never possible, means you cannot marry five wives or four wives because you cannot marry and love all of them the same way. So is it like individual thing or cultural or or religion? Jamie, would you like to answer and then Barb? Um, so I think it's all of those things that someone decides uh, or enters in, ends up entering into a polygamous relationship. Um, I think I mentioned from the beginning that sometimes 
the idea of getting the second or third wife or husband, it's not yours, you know? But you live within a community. And like what Barb just mentioned, sometimes you're trying to fit into that community, you're trying to be a part of that community, you're trying to meet the expectations of that community towards you. So you end up, you know, getting into a polygamous uh, relationship uh, or into a polygamous marriage. Um, and I think some people do, you know, want to be with more than one person. They would argue that they can love two people equally, and that's how they find themselves in that situation where they marry two people. It's because they feel like they can uh, marry two people. And then sometimes it is it is religious. You know, if you feel that you have a responsibility, a religious responsibility, whether it's because it's part of your uh, African traditional religion to marry a second or third wife, uh, or because you feel like in some cultures, once you've had a sexual relationship, in some religions, once you've had a sexual relationship with somebody you are bound to, you are supposed to marry them, or once you conceive a child with someone, you are supposed to marry them kind of to um, clean up the situation. And so sometimes you find yourself in those situations where you have to marry someone that you didn't intend to marry. And sometimes you want to marry more than one person. Um, some people really find it hard. Like I think, just to kind of clear up some things, I feel like a lot of people think that someone wakes up and decides to marry two people at the same time. That's not often what happens. Sometimes someone has had 10, 15 years of having one wife and then they meet somebody else and they want to marry that person as well and they don't want to let go of the other person they've been with for 15 years. So then they enter into a second marriage, keeping the first marriage as well. Um, and that's always something that I want to highlight is maybe some of you here are feeling like I could never have a second wife. Well, we don't know. 15 years later, you might surprise us. My response to your question is, uh, I, I said it earlier, I thought for me, if this debate was, uh, is, uh, are human beings, are we, if we as human beings are polygamous in nature, my response would have been completely different. My argument against the idea that Africans are the only people that are polygamous, you know, now, hold on. So, um, going back to your question, I think it is a human thing. You know, um, I stated earlier when you even go back to the to the to the Hebrew Hebrew scriptures, Solomon, the guy under uh, the guy that is uh, the, the, the beloved man that uh, someone that God loves so much had multiple wives. You know. Um, Look at David, had multiple wives. So um, I think it is, it is a personal, it is a human thing. It is a human thing, but we should not just, we should not just say that Africans are the only people that are polygamous. You know, Africans are not the only people that are polygamous. You know, um, Asians are, you know, um, the Westerners are, the Arabs are. So the concept that Africans are the only people that are polygamous, to me, that is what I am really against. So well, it is just a personal thing. I would like to point out that Shami did argue in her rebuttal. Um, she, she asked if people at large are polygamous. So I'm not sure that she thinks that Africans are the only polygamous people. Can you? That's a. That's, yeah, that's, a that's definitely not the assertion. I think that the assertion is is monogamy and African. 
And I think that's that's the angle. That's the that's my discussion. We're talking about monogamy, you know, and we're talking about how monogamous are Africans, how how monogamous are Africans. And I would just argue that we're, we're not we're not really monogamous. And I wouldn't I would argue that monogamy is not something that we should have, that we would add to our cultural identity. I feel like it goes against. It's just like the conversation of saying. Um, is English African the language, or is French African? I would argue against it. Just because a lot of people are doing it right now doesn't mean that it is an inherent, inherent part of who we are or what our culture is. Yes. Uh, Take it first, both you guys, this has been a great discussion so far. And um, I have two points I want both of to address. Uh, number one, children. Um, for my vantage point of uh, studying my culture as well as other African cultures, it seems as though for quite a while, we Africans put a really big premium on children. And to me, it seems like one of the benefits of polygamy over monogamy is that it kind of maximizes the amount of children one can produce. I'm of uh, Nigerian descent. My people are actually Igbo. And um, not only do we have a premium on children, but even male children in particular are highly valued for a number of different reasons. And if you take a look at the context of where we were and the amount of uh, fighting people used to do, it kind of makes sense you want to go and have as many soldiers uh, that you can produce naturally rather than having to go and pay. For, um, so that kind of makes sense. So what role do you think that um, the amount, and even today a lot of Africans, no matter how educated they are, having bundles of children that people, as soon as they're married, they're expected to go and pop out a baby or else you, you consider like, what's, what's going on, your in-laws are asking. That's number one. Uh, number two, um, arranged marriages. You know, like now if you think about how people choose their marriage partners, that's a very different thing. Even our grandparents' age, they didn't choose them in the same kind of way. A lot of things were arranged. Some people's marriages were arranged before they were even born. And so what role does that play in this discussion? Because, I mean, for some people, uh, in order to go and unite certain families, in order to go and keep violence from breaking out, you know, to, as peace treaties, sometimes marriages were arranged in that kind of way. So I'd like both of you guys to address both of the points. Um, ladies first part? Yeah, ladies first, go ahead. All right, um, so I think you're talking about the political advantage of uh, having many wives or marrying certain families and how that can be arranged. So again, that goes back to the idea that as a community, we value the community more than the person. So we are willing to put someone to carry a mantle for the community to bring about a certain result. And I think you mentioned something so valuable. Fertility. Fertility is another common situation where um, there might be a case where someone might have to marry a second wife. Commonly, a woman, I mean, a man is able to marry a second or third wife due to fertility issues, but the reverse is not that common. However, a woman is still allowed to procreate with somebody else, even though that might not necessarily be considered as marriage. So you are right. I feel like there is uh, the idea of starting a family or having a family is another place where there is a push towards polygamy. And again, that's why I said, you might sit here and think that you're monogamous, but if you're African and you're true to your Africanness, you understand that there's a time that you, the community might call on you to do something that is maybe not off your own terms. 
So if we're asking whether individuals are monogamous or polygamous within the African culture, we might come up with different answers. But as a community and as a culture, uh, I would say that we are polygamous and we embrace polygamy and sometimes we push it on people who would be deemed unwilling participants. So you're talking about, uh, talking about children, right? I don't think you have, you need to have multiple wives. Yeah, she made a very good point about the idea of fertility, you know, which I know is a very big problem in the African community. Uh, yeah, you, you made mention of the evils. Uh, <laughs> I am, I am uh, familiar with the Igbo culture that before you get married, you have to make sure that the woman is fertile. Okay. The woman must be able to give birth, you know. But um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that you really, as as as, as, a, as a as a people, we really need to, or as a person, you really need to marry multiple wives before you be able to give birth to children. You know, um, I would I would I would still go back to the idea of. For me, I'm I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of an individual like me that. I'm married to a woman, one wife, that I don't even know how to deal with. Then I'm gonna go add one more wife. You know, I don't know, I'm gonna go add one more wife. You know, it's, uh, to me, uh, to me, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't have the emotional strength. You know, I don't have the emotional strength to, to, to add, to add. So there are, there are, there are, there are most men, there are most men that um, are just like that. So I don't think I, I don't think many men have the emotional, emotional strength to deal with multiple wives. And I can tell you that I am one of those African men. <laughs> Okay, Shami's been raising her hand for a long time. Go ahead. Um, so I know one of you said, I don't remember, but one of you had said that no one really knows where the stuff's from. Might I argue that perhaps when the colonies came over to Africa to colonize the country, they would communicate with the higher-ups in society, and a lot of times the higher-ups in society would have multiple wives. And... Um, as a society, it wasn't frowned upon, and I guess it still isn't to this day. Um, could that be where the Westerners got of that idea that in Africa, people marry multiple wives or you know multiple husbands, whatever it is? I, I, I would like to believe that that's, that's where it came from, and not necessarily that the Westerners um, had that idea from somewhere that Africans are polygamous and they just put it on us. And we accept. Where where was Africa in the 1600s? I have no idea. No, that's, that's, that's because I I I give uh, I give uh, an example uh, where in Nuremberg in Germany, mm -hmm. yeah, about in 1650, in the 1650s, where the men actually it was because of war, and the men were it was actually decreed in the parliament that men were allowed to marry about. Like, Ten wives, you know, because most of the men went through men went to war and they were killed. So, but the question is, where was Africa in the 1650s? Maybe that is something we need to ask ourselves. Where in the 1650s were we really polygamous? 
in the 1650s. You know, we talked about the Arabs. Well, I, um, I don't have the absolute answer, but I would like to think that we're going to send you know, so, and I, and, and I would like to believe that their wives were not used as slaves, as, as we were before. They were wives that had children and, and so forth and so on. You know, I, I, I would still maintain the idea of, you. my thing is, I don't think it is just an African problem. You know, my That's thing, not the question to yes. Yeah, I know. I know, but what I'm saying is, I will say, if the argument was, are we all, as human beings, polygamous in nature, it could have been a completely different debate. Absolutely. For me, you know, but I still maintain the fact that we agree or we always say that Africans are polygamous. I'm not saying that, people should not get me wrong, I'm not saying that polygamy is a very bad thing, and I'm not saying that monogamy is bad, you know, but the idea that this is who we are, to me, that is what I disagree with. I think that based on culture, based on the events of uh, of Africans, I think we are not just monogamous, but we are entirely monogamous in nature. Okay, so we do have to go to the next round. I do apologize. Um, closing remarks. Go ahead. So, somehow my opening has tried to twist the, the conversation to make it about whether Africans are the only polygamous people or the only persons who are not monogamous uh, in nature. And, um, although I would say that we are not the only persons who are monogamous, we definitely have the leading statistics of being polygamous. So, Africans are more polygamous than any other people, you know. You look at our population, you see the number of persons who Africans were, were getting it high on the ranks. Um, and to add even furthermore, we do not criminalize polygamy. So for example, here in America, where people are polygamous, it is illegal. And they're actually, you know, um, um, consequences for being polygamous. So if you marry more than one person, you actually could go to trial, you know, and be charged for that. Uh, civil, the civil crimes are criminal events, but they are protected for being polygamous uh, for being Whereas many African countries, not all of them, but many of them, I'm gonna list them. Algeria, Cameroon, Chad, Central African Republic, Republic of Congo, Djibouti, Egypt. Being polygamous is actually legal, right? Not to mention the countries that polygamous is illegal, but it's not criminalized. So if you are polygamous, you don't even have to answer to anybody about anything. It's just something that they wrote in the constitution. You can't marry more than one, one wife or more than one husband. But it doesn't actually have any weight. And to further undermine that law, they allow you to marry more than one person under common law. That's a lot of African countries. You know, it would have been easier to list the countries that are not polygamous. 
And then when you look at America, the Americas, for example, very few countries are even polygamous. There are some countries that are so strict that you can only marry one man, one wife, and even cohabitation is illegal. That's awesome. So when we look at it, even though we're not, um, as the people, the only person who are polygamous, we are definitely leading in those numbers. And then when we talk about our culture and how much it embraces polygamy, we're definitely leading. We're not the leaders in polyandry. Asians got that They are more embracing of polyandry than uh, Africans are, but we are the leaders of polygamy. We're embracing of polygamy and we feel that it is socially acceptable. And even though there are cases where we come up with reasons and um, thought process of why someone may have to be polygamous, we are also embracing of the cases where someone is polygamous simply because they want to be polygamous. And I think that makes a very big difference. You know, I think a lot of people, if you argue for polygamy in the ways that many times Africans do in justifying it, it would make a lot of sense. But the reality is that people are polygamous because they want to be and because they can. That's that's really it. Our marriage contracts in Africa are a little bit more comfortable and they're easy to navigate as long as two people want that. So as long as a man wants to marry a woman, he can, through customary law, marry that woman. Even if it's the third or fifth woman. You know, they say that everybody must agree, but it's not all cases that everybody must agree. Fortunately, as Africa is becoming more modern, we're trying to come to that place where when we marry our second, when you become a second wife, the first wife knows, and she's the one who's throwing the wedding ceremony for you. She's the one who's throwing your bridal shower for you. And um, I think it's just a way that Africans are showing that we're embracing the living that live. We've been polygamous. And if it's something that we are leading in, Let's read. Let's show them how it's done. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Thank you. Anyway, thank you for that. But the irony of this whole debate is that no, not only is monogamy African, that's the irony of this debate. Not only um, monogamy is African, but monogamy is strictly African. Strictly African. The Asians we know, you just talked about poly, uh, polyandry or polygyny. The Asians we know practice polygyny. We know that. And uh, talking about a study, there was a cursory study of European uh, studies or societies which informed us that the European actually practices polyandry, right? Monogamy and complementarity, as far as I am concerned, is in the DNA of Africans. It is in our African nature and our marker on the world civilization or on world civilization. So for me, let the debate let the debate end. It's polygamy. It's polygamy. It's polygamy Africa. Now, what monogamy is, I would like to conclude by quoting a woman that I don't always agree with. Chimamanda Adichie. I will I would like to conclude. You know, she talked about the danger of a single story. We all heard about that. We all know about the danger of a single story that Chimamanda Adichie talked about. You know, there is always more than one way to see things. 
there is always more than one way to see things. We as Africans, I believe we have been conditioned to believe that polygamy is part of us. We have been conditioned to believe that polygamy is part of us. We've been conditioned to look at things a certain way. I think for me, it is high time we learn to deconstruct all this narrative. Let us learn to rewrite our stories. Thank you. All right, so in the beginning of this debate, we had a vote. The motion being monogamy is un-African. You voted for, against, or undecided. So I just want to ask the people who were here originally during that original vote to vote again, because otherwise it's not fair to compare numbers with people who came after the vote. So if you were here for the first vote, again, the motion is monogamy is un-African. Would you raise your hand if you are for the motion now? Monogamy is unafricanized. Monogamy is unafricanized. You can't vote. I've never heard. All right. Put your hands down. Those of you who were here originally, who have, uh, who now believe that you are against the motion, monogamy is unafrican. Raise your hand. Am I the only person? Yeah, your vote doesn't count. And anyone who is undecided, who was here originally. No, no, not necessarily how you voted in the beginning, but just the fact that you were here. After the conversation, you undecided. Okay. All right. I have numbers. Before we debated whether monogamy is un-African, five people were for the motion, six people were against it, and two were undecided. Now we have eight for it. I'm getting a second one. <laughs> Two against and three undecided. So Shamney did win. So that was it for that conversation, guys. I hope you could catch everything that was being said, and I hope you enjoyed the debate and the facts that were put out there. Um, I am also curious to learn what your thoughts are on the topic itself. Uh, maybe we will even host a another uh, debate, and I hope I plan to continue to go to the uh, events hosted by that group to uh, capture their debates and discussions. I believe their next one is actually on mental health in the African community. So that's an exciting topic, uh, I, I think, for all of us, and I'm excited to, to, to look into it. And um, I'd like to add that, uh, again, please follow us at Pod Save Africa on Instagram. And uh, yeah, uh, you have a wonderful rest of your week. Go forth and be great. <laughs>